Hi everyone, I am your host, Mary Rose Shanahan, and you are very welcome to Come Here To Me podcast, where every week I will be joined by inspiring guests who will share insights, experiences, and ideas that will help you become 1% better every day. Hi everyone, welcome to season two, episode two of the Come Here To Me podcast. I am joined by Shona Farley, also known as at Show Me Your Mindset on Instagram. Shona uses her platform to discuss all things brain health, mental health, mindset and manifestations. Shona is qualified in psychology and counselling. In this episode, we discuss how Shona got into mindset work, where she came up with the idea for her business, what her business is, what is involved in a consultation, what is brain health, why she decided to travel to Dubai and much more. Thank you for listening to the Come Here To Me podcast. Lots of more exciting and inspiring guests to come this year. So keep an eye on my Instagram account. Welcome, Shona. I'm absolutely delighted to have you on the Come Here To Me podcast. So for anyone who doesn't know you, do you want to just give us a small bit of a background to yourself? Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. (laughs) So my name is Shona. I'm from Cavan in Ireland. I am a teacher by profession and I suppose I've been teaching nearly five years now so I always got involved in well-being well I found myself just kind of drifting towards that sense in the pastoral sense of school and I really enjoyed that and kind of went that way and then last year during lockdown I decided to actually put try and get myself some qualifications so I did a lot of uh, certificates in mental health, mental health and young people. And then I realized that I'd love to actually get something a little bit more substantial because, you know, I always feel like I don't want to be issuing advice or I, I just want to be as qualified as I can be at the moment via from Dubai, live in Dubai. So then I went ahead and got my diploma in psychology and counseling. So I was happy to have a little bit of scientific kind of knowledge behind there too I found the psychology surprisingly enough interested me Hmm. just as much as the counselling modules so yeah um so at the moment I'm living in Dubai I'm teaching but I also set up my show me your mindset business which is counselling and coaching and just all things brain health amazing yeah thank you uh for that insight into your background and I suppose, was there any like particular reason as to why you got so into mindset? Um, like, were you always into mindset or was there anything in particular that happened that kind of set off your kind of path, I suppose? Um, well, in a sense, I think when I was younger, well, my parents would say I was a well-humoured teenager now. <laughs> they could be like, I don't agree. I think I was moodier when I got to about 20, 21. But uh, I did find, I went travelling. I will never forget. I went on a... So I spent summer in Boston and I picked up Jen Sincero's book that you shared the other day. You were a badass. It was my first self-development book or even my first non-fiction book. And I've always been a reader and loved reading, but it was my first book like that. And it wasn't a case of it motivated, motivated me to be different. I felt like it was the first time I read and was like, this makes me feel okay to be myself. It kind of just made me feel like, do you know, I never quite felt like I was into the same things maybe that a lot of other people were into Mm. and this made it feel like it was okay. I really just gelled with the book so much and the way she wrote and I definitely would recommend that book to anyone now that I do mention it but 
Uh, it just made me feel great and it made me feel like, yes, this is something I'm passionate about because it made me realize that it is good to have your values. It's good to stick to your values. And I think that was the biggest thing. I mean, I'm sure you know yourself, like you obviously value health and you stick to that. And yeah, yeah. that's kind of. Yeah, that's really true. And I, I definitely agree with the point where you said that I feel like I'm different to everyone else and I'm into different things um, because I've definitely talked about it on the podcast being from West Cork, no one kind of, um, I suppose, was kind of talking about mindset and psychology and mental health and kind of all like that. And it wasn't until the start of lockdown that this was an avenue that I started to discover. And I suppose my whole journey started when I started reading books as well. Um, so I kind of, I, I, I came away from the novel side of books and I started reading my self-help books. And I feel it just opened up a complete new world for me. And it was finally when I was finally started putting, I suppose, a focus on my mindset because I feel as humans, we always set aside time to go exercise every day. It's like, oh, an hour for a walk or, you know, I'm going to go play football or I'm going to do some sort of sports. But there is no such thing as putting an hour aside for mindset or an hour aside for psychology. And your mind is your most powerful thing in the world. So I completely Absolutely. agree with that. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, how books can just open your, like, that's, it just, I, I can't even, I'm trying to think how possessed me to buy it, because it must have been just being in the airport and, like, going to America, just saying, right, I need a book for the plane, and whatever it was that got me to pick it up, but thankfully, I did. <laughs> yeah, I was the same, because I don't know, I was never, um, I was, I remember seeing, like, people were always on about self-help books, and I was like, geez, that's something that would never interest me, and then all of a sudden, it was just like a light bulb came on, and I read my first one, I think it was actually the subtitles not giving a fuck, and I yeah. just fell, I fell in love, I was like, oh my god, what is this, I need to learn more about all this, so that's how um, mine came about, and I suppose, would you be able to tell us, I suppose, a small bit about where you came up with the idea for your business? Yes, so, uh, well, <laughs> stumbled across it probably, hemmed and hawed. No, so I obviously got my diploma, so I knew I was like, I'm actually qualified to, to work in this area now. So there was that. Um, my friends would always call it, like, my, the girls at home, my boyfriend, they'd refer to me as show, just out of shortness and, you know, <laughs> laziness here. I have to say the full name. Uh, they'd call me show, and some of the people at home would kind of, you know, often it's showtime like show we, the pun we'd play on play on the pun of show show me this show me that blah, blah. Mm. and I did kind of always want to put that personal spin on it I just thought I feel like I'd be wasting the the show part of my name and if I didn't just include it there somewhere because I wanted to make it like a personal thing and and that's kind of where I came up with the name like show me your mindset but I was writing a book for the kids in school. So they were doing enrichment lessons and every teacher kind of nearly took turns, you know, say the PE teachers were doing nutrition and exercise and that kind of stuff. And I had said I'd do something on mindset and well-being. And that was for January. So I went home at Christmas to Ireland and I said, right, I'm going to stick my head at this now when I was locked down in Cavan. <laughs> and uh, so I did, I wrote a little ebook. I ended up just going flat out. I was like, do you know what? I'm not going to do up a few worksheets. I'm going to actually make a really go at this and uh, something to put my name on and I said I'll make it available for everyone like not just for my own students school what a waste like if you're going to spend time do it so I made the wee book and then I said I'll put a name on it and it would show me your mindset and then 
played around with the idea of just saying, oh, would I ever just start an Instagram page or something? And I messed around with that. And I kind of came to the conclusion that I didn't want to put my own page on public because I'm a teacher and it just, mm. that was my private life, do you know? So I said, no, I'll start a separate one. And I eventually picked up the courage to do it. I just said, look, I read that quote, focus on who you're helping, not who's hating and that kind of, yeah, yeah, that drove me forward. Oh, I love that because I remember when I first started, um, my podcasts I suppose you're thinking of a thousand reasons like why not to do it and there was one reason why I wanted to do it and that was like if I can help one person um to better themselves that's that's all I want so it's um it's very similar as to why I started the podcast and I suppose what kind of qualifications and did you have to go through and do you think this was something that you put on yourself that you wanted to have the qualifications behind you and I suppose the reasoning why you did them yeah absolutely so I did always feel like I think online we are almost saturated now at the moment with mental health luckily enough and and the more the merrier but I do feel like there's a lot of people who maybe do a four or five six week course and then they're given advice or straight away they're like I'm a life coach or I'm and to me I just felt like gosh I'm not comfortable yet doing that that's a I mean you're coaching someone's life you need to have a good bit of training behind your good bit of studies so I did as many certificates as I could last year and I still felt like I could do with more and they were very geared towards young people and I, I quite enjoyed actually speaking to people my own age so I said you know what no I'd love to not narrow myself down because I remember when I was pick, choosing my diploma the option was there to focus on young people like counseling in young people and I said I don't want to narrow myself in because I really do enjoy talking about relationships and things like this that you know adult issues and problems mm. so it's like I don't want to narrow myself in that way because I relate to people my own age naturally so looked online searched and searched and eventually studied or stumbled across the career academy where I found that I could do it solely online but it would still be recommend or recognized sorry in Europe and in Ireland most mm. important to me so I could do it from Dubai because that was causing the biggest ruckus I couldn't obviously go through DCU or the usual uh, paths that I'd looked into because I'd have to turn up every so often which I couldn't so I was delighted to to find that and yeah that really amazing and I suppose do you want to just tell us a small bit about your business um so the first thing I saw from your Instagram is you ask people to have a consultation with you um so I suppose just tell us a small bit what's involved in a consultation and what a client can expect from you so a consultation I would say definitely before anyone even considers the counseling or coaching meet have a chat with me it's just a chat to see what is it they're after why are they interested are they interested in just having one chat two chats maybe meeting once or twice maybe they're going through a really difficult time which requires 10 weeks or more um, and that's how I kind of differentiate with the cou- the counselling and coaching. Counselling, you're usually going through or have gone through something pretty difficult that maybe you need to uncover a lot of the past and, you know, talk through that. It could be even something from your childhood. And that involves a lot of the client ta- talking and me listening because as a counsellor, I can't give advice. You know, it's, it's listening, it's processing. Whereas with coaching, coaching is more of a bit of a kick up the bum really <laughs> when someone says you know what I need maybe four or five weeks of just someone to point me in the right direction or someone to just be on that wavelength because I find a lot of my clients are great I they start with me and they're like oh I'm already journaling and I'm already doing my gratitude and I'm reading books and listening to podcasts and it's like 
well, you're halfway there, you're, you're more, you're, you know, you're on the right way. They just want someone to be accountable to. And they want a friend who's like-minded. They just want someone to chat about these things. And sure, I'm only too happy to be like, yes, let's talk about this book. Yeah. So yeah, that's really it. So in the consultation, we just have a chat, see which kind of direction they want to go towards. Try and do a little plan as regards what, how many weeks do they think they'd need? Not that it's strict or anything like that, but... Mm. I discuss then to go on my website, choose their pricing plan, whatever suits them and go from there. And we take it in steps and, yeah. and it's usually an enjoyable process. Like they would check in the same way as your, yourself with PT. They might tell you what they've eaten that day, if they've stuck to their macros. So with me, they check in on what they read, what they listened to, and maybe an issue that arose. You know, it could be I had a fight with my boyfriend or I, I got annoyed at someone at work and made me feel this way. And they just check in every day if something, you know, happened or how they're feeling, stuff like that. Yeah, that's a great comparison. And I, I remember I actually heard someone saying that about the differentiation between a counsellor and a life coach is that a counsellor works off the past and a life coach works off the future. Um, so for anyone who just didn't know uh, the difference between the two, that's kind of just a, a brief introduction to that. And I suppose, is there any tools that you use at the moment that you find are helping you with your mindset? Um, so I suppose, like, would you like journal? Would you read? Do you have like a morning routine or a nighttime routine? Yeah, excellent. So I would say my biggest thing is habits. I find everything's habit. Like when I took up journaling and reading, trying to like, trying to read consistently, let's say, when I was trying to actually learn knowledge and, and digest that and get through books quite quickly. I know a lot of people might say when it comes to journaling, oh, be, be kind to yourself, be easy on yourself, you know, do it when you feel like it. But I don't think personally that that was helpful for me because I said, if I make it a daily habit, I'll stick to it. If I start introducing it and anyone who's read, you know, like James Clear, Atomic Habits and attach it to another habit. So at the moment, my my routine is very morning orientated because come nighttime, I'm useless. I'm so tired. Um, so in the morning, I would after breakfast, I sit at the table, eat my breakfast and then open up my journal. And it usually goes in the, even in the same flow because that I like, you know, five minutes in the morning before you go out the door to work. You don't want to have to think too much. You, you want it to just be as quickly as possible. So I do my gratitude, three things I'm grateful for. I might do my affirmations. So whatever, you know, people have to kind of come up with their own affirmations for what they're going through. So for example, let's pick a random one, right? Money, money flows to me easily and freely, something like that. Or if it's got to do with your weight, I'm a healthy person. You try and say it in the present moment, you know, to, to really give yourself that conviction. Uh, and then if I do have the time, I'll definitely talk about maybe something that made me feel a certain way the day before or what my plans are for that day. You know, if I'm saying like, don't let this person annoy me now, you're not going to, or I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to try my hardest at X, Y, Z, things like that. So that's if I'm not running on the back legs to work. But um, yeah, that would be my biggest thing. And I try and I make sure I do that every morning before I go to work. And then I read after that then. I'd mm. read my at least five pages if I can. I'll read them um, and then get it all out of the way and the day then ahead I feel like it's a great way to set me up that I'm a really good positive mindset going into the day because things will be thrown at you throughout your day. <laughs> That's so true so and I think you um, you definitely do have to be disciplined and organized as well um, to keep up the routine and even if it's just getting up like 10 minutes earlier in the morning and you know just give yourself the time because like I feel like it just sets you up for the day as you said and I suppose 
looking back, like I suppose how you started in mindset and everything, was there any particular person that you were looking up to at the time that you're following on Instagram or any kind of influential people that impacted, I suppose, and helped to start kickstart your career in mindset? Yeah, well, on a small scale, like as regards, not maybe an online influence, but I was so blown away by how supportive my friends were and my family and especially the likes of my parents there who are an older generation and, you know, they don't even have social media. They're not in with the whole mindset and mental health thing but they were so so supportive of me and they were really like go for it so proud of you the whole time and then my boyfriend has a business as well on the side so he has gotten really into reading which was wonderful to see and he was really like go for it why wouldn't you did I like share your yeah. knowledge so you know the girls support like girls support another girl like yeah that really sets you like oh it is doable it's, it's attainable like people can do that um yeah, and then I suppose online you have your Sinead Hegarty's and your Siobhan O'Hagan's and like, I just can't get over, I don't think, I don't know if Sinead Hegarty actually realises the power she had because back when I remember, as I was saying to you, when I got that book years ago, that was 2016, no one knew who Sinead Hegarty was and she wasn't on the thing and then everything just changed as she grew popular, as Siobhan took that kind of switch from just fitness to also fitness and mindset. Mm. That really, and then I have to say, Mark, um, Mark Manson, the book that you mentioned, The Subtle Art, he is amazing. His daily emails, even if you don't read the book, his daily emails are great. They're they're yeah. super. They really force you to think. So, a lot of people like that, I have to say, who are just not not afraid to speak out and say what's on their mm. mind. And I think that's yeah, I think that's so true. I think um, Sinead Hagerty has definitely had um, an Im a big impact on me as well, and especially she has made therapy like. The, the cool thing and the daunting because she had a really good um really good point about therapy that you don't go to therapy when something's wrong like you know you go to therapy to make yourself a better person and to figure out to discover yourself and how you can make you know how you can be a, better at everything and I suppose obviously we come from old Ireland and I've talked about it before in previous podcasts where talking about your feelings just isn't done like mindset mental health no no push it under the carpet you don't talk about that and like as in like um you don't talk about your problems you know we're lucky we're lucky to have what we have so I think there's it's definitely so refreshing to see that there's more like almost like an uplift in mental health in Ireland and it's now becoming like the popular and done thing to be talking about your mindset and if you're not okay and to speak all about it. So I think it's really nice to see the shift in all Ireland and how we're progressing that way. 100%, absolutely. And I think, unfortunately, sometimes we're forced to in a sad way. I mean, you know, when we see darkness and delight being celebrated there, the other day we see that so many people are affected through this and, and sometimes it takes events like that for them to realise, oh, well, actually, no, it is really important to be proactive here. Because I remember I was uh, on the wellbeing committee in school when it was first rolled out there in the junior cycle, because now it's mandatory to have these hours. And you just know in a staff room of, you know, around 60 odd teachers, especially with an older generation, you are going to have eyes roll. And I can understand where they are coming from, because if you are, you know, a core subject teacher, you're thinking, I need these hours for maths or English. I need them to pass a leave insert. But that's why sometimes it does take hard hitting events for us to open our eyes and realise, no, actually, our, our, our youth and all the way up then need our help and they need to learn how to manage their emotions. I do think social media ha has been a great thing and a, and a terrible thing. Person 
in in some ways um but we have to adapt to it it's there and we need to learn the the tools for them to deal with it and for us all to deal with it and, and things like that but yeah definitely yeah yeah that's so so true and just it's great to see like I suppose people are able to talk out more about their problems and what they're going through and you know like I suppose we're not waiting for one big ultimate um problem to explode before we go and go and ask for help and even like for Sinead Hagerty she says that like you know oh I can't afford counseling I can't afford a life coach but it's the biggest investment you'll ever make in yourself and I think it's Irish people so I interrupted you there. When it comes to Irish people, you'll spend 50 euro in the pub. <laughs> like, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not still there, but I'm laughing. I actually spoke to someone the other day and we were just saying how a lot of the time with Irish people, and again, I'm not generalizing, but every, we get quite emotional when we're drinking, when alcohol comes, because it's the only time we tend to open up about our feelings. So mm-hmm. If you go to you know a big session and a big event like that where people are drinking, you'll you'll notice a lot of crying people around the room because it's like finally I can unleash my emotions. It's so true, and I feel like we've all been in the situation where we've had someone crying and they've you know they're sharing a problem um, yeah. that you've obviously it's your first time hearing about, and then the next day it's like oh that never happened, Do you know, as in yeah, like, like and it's like forget yeah. about it. When it should become a thing where maybe we just meet for a coffee. At- one o'clock in the daytime to talk about what I'm going through that kind of thing and it, it normalizes it completely yeah, absolutely and I suppose moving on to the next point uh something I've seen on your page I suppose is just talking about brain health um so I suppose is there like any tips and tricks that you want to share about that that we might know about yeah well the reason I tell you I really enjoyed actually the psychology of it all of my diploma and talking about brain health is because I understand, I know we've mentioned it a bit here, is that when you are dealing with an older generation or you're dealing with people that are really set in their ways, I can completely empathize the fact that, okay, maybe I am into manifestation and spirituality myself and and a lot of us are nowadays, but there's people who just can't get on board with it. They can't get on board with meditation or the manifestation and they need some facts. They need some science behind it. And I love that because it means for me, in my business, I can cater to more clients because I'm not going to try and convince someone to sit and meditate for 20 minutes. And, you know, that was the universe that did that for you. No, some of them are like, shut up. <laughs> my brother is, I'll give you a plain example. My brother is 31 and I, I love winding him up because something will happen for him and I'll be like, that was the universe. He's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> like, oh, coincidence. <laughs> but I love being able to say, well, actually, there is a power to your subconscious mind and we can you know, form with neurogenesis, build new pathways in our mind about building habits. And there's scientific evidence to back it up. So I love that because it does give someone who is that way inclined hope that they can change their ways or improve their life. Um, I definitely, if you just on my, even on scroll to my Instagram page, you'll see a lot of talk about nutrition Hmm. and a lot of talk about sleep. Sleep is the massive thing. Hmm. And I know I need to practice what I preach sometimes there, but at least if we all tried uh, even on our weekdays to you know have some sort of a sleep routine and it's only I'm really through my own research that I'm starting to see the actual importance and maybe we don't notice what I feel with brain health is you 20 year olds or 20 something year olds now at the moment might see let's say for example a page like mine see a post on dementia scroll through it say that doesn't that doesn't apply to me but it's actually what we are doing now that will affect us when we're 70 something or 80 something. 
and you might not care now, but when you can't remember your child's name, when you can't live in your home house and you're put in a nursing home or you can't remember her, you can't go to the toilet by yourself, you'll care then. That's the way I like to kind of say it. And it's so harsh and I know it's very morbid thinking, but I feel like that's the kind of bluntest way to just put it and to try and get people to care. Because I'm like, it's what you're doing now that's going to affect what you're like when you reach that age. And you want to be able to go out and play with your grandkids and you want to be able to remember, you know, who your family are and, and have them conversations with them. Because I'm sure a lot of people listening and maybe you yourself have been around an older person and, and seen what it's like to not have your mind with you. Mm. And it's it's so sad and so heartbreaking. And I think we should all do what we can to just keep our brains as healthy as possible. Yeah, that's that's so true. And I think uh, two really important factors that you mentioned there are definitely the the gut health and sleep. So touching on the gut health first, this is something that I've been doing a lot of research around recently um, because I was actually listening to a podcast all about your microbiomes and your stomach and how your gut is like literally linked to everything. And I've definitely been wanting to take more of like a Mediterranean style approach to my diet and getting more of, I suppose, like live products into my diet, like I suppose kombucha and, you know, your yogurts um, and all that. So I suppose for yourself, like, it, would you definitely, would you consider yourself more conscious around your diet um, and your, how it's related to your gut and, you know, how that's also related and how, how your gut and your diet has such a big impact on how you feel overall as a person as well. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, unfortunately, I got, I, I didn't have a choice. I was really sick over the summer. I actually got diagnosed with IBD. So my gut health, gut health became my absolute top priority. So I, it's a constant battle daily to stay on top of it. I have good days, I have bad days, but it's only through that, that I realized the importance of gut health for all of us, regardless of whether, you know, you have any sort of symptoms of something or not, because it is referred to as our second brain. Some neuroscientists hate that term, but some really do back it up. But it is, everything affects your gut, like, um, and vice versa, your mental health affects your gut health, your gut health affects your mental health, and it's, they're connected. Mm. Um, I do, I can't get over the effect that stress has on your digestion of your food. And if you break it down, it makes sense, because your body doesn't know, like your brain doesn't know if you're being attacked by a bear or if it's you're just stressed over a lot of work. It's the same thing. So it goes in, into fight or flight response, which means it's got a certain amount of energy to send. And it's when it goes to digestion, it's like, we don't have time to digest food. We've got a bear to fight, even though you don't. But that's what it thinks. It thinks you're in real danger whenever you're stressed. So it's saying, right, no, I don't have, we can't send energy to the digestive system to to digest food so as a result you're not and then you're bloating and then you feel of course that affects your mindset because you get down about being bloated and then it's a vicious vicious cycle but I do notice such a difference since since I am eating less dairy like you said kefir kombucha try and have a little bit of that in the mornings even just diluted with water you don't need to have you know a whole lot of it but certain things like sourdough bread not that I'm promoting it. I, I used to be someone that gets so annoyed if people are like gluten-free and I'm like, are you celiac though? <laughs> Do you know? But if yeah. you can digest gluten and you've no issue with it, work away, eat all the bread, all the carbs. <laughs> but I just think pay attention to what you're eating. Pay attention to what makes you feel good, what doesn't. And 
definitely realize the fact that your mindset's having such an effect on your gut it really mm. does yeah like I think what you like your diet like because it's all it's also there's so much research been done that people's diets if they change their diets they have such an effect uh, such an effect on their overall well-being as well um it's mad to think I think and your gut like I think it's definitely an area that people look over and don't put a lot of emphasis on improving is their gut health because it's so linked to your overall well-being and another thing um, another area that I was actually doing a bit of research on and reading up on is all about your sleep and your circadian rhythms. Um, so how important it is to go asleep with the sun and get up with the sun. And even I was thinking oh, I need to invest in like a Lumi body clock and be woken up by the natural light for, well, that was when I was back home. I don't have to worry about that in Dubai. No, um, <laughs> but like how important sleep is on your overall well-being and how we need to, to you know, get rid of, you know, get the blue light filter on at nighttime and I suppose all of that I suppose do you have any tips or tricks on how important our sleep is as well on our overall well-being absolutely I think it affects us in so many different ways but the more noticeable ways would be to actually notice yourself at work the day after poor sleep and to notice how sometimes like we end up scrolling on our phone or we end up just kind of saying okay I just spent 40 minutes actually doing nothing <laughs> like staring to space or not quite you know you're trying to do 10 jobs and you're actually getting nothing done grogginess crankiness just notice yourself all these little things how you're like oh like I'm feeling very groggy in myself and and think about it think about the fact that that was your sleep putting in place a sleep or nighttime routine is the best way I would say again no more than me talking about my morning routine and how it probably does sound a bit like Monica from Friends very rigid and you know like the army but it is that's how habits work habits are discipline you know it's not exciting it's not glamorous it's no more than going to the gym you know what your clients like you just got to do it you got to do it and you do it at your time and it's it, that's part of your week it's part of your day so no more than that sleep time sleep time routine sleep time yeah. and having maybe your peppermint tea or your chamomile tea having maybe if it's a bath or a shower at the round about the same time turning off the phone at whatever time or maybe putting it at the other side of the room just having your rules that you've given yourself that you follow and that will entail a result in a good night's sleep. And if you're well rested, your, your day is going to go so much better. And then as a result, it affects, like I said, as a, from a brain health point of view, your memories, your functioning, your cognitive thinking and things like developing new habits and building new habits. You need a, you need a very good brain to be able to do that. It needs to be awake. It needs to be fine. Yeah. Definitely. And I think um, something that I've been trying to, to implement is to recharge the batteries and not to be burning the candle at both ends, which I think we all tend to do. We're always under pressure to be as busy as we can be and never actually giving ourselves time to just wind down, take some time before bed. Um, like something I've been doing, um, started doing now every night is to journal because I felt like my job so I work in um in real estate and then obviously I'm busy with a thousand things outside of that um as well and I found when I was going to bed my mind just couldn't switch off and I was just lying in bed and 
I'd be so ex- like physically exhausted, but mentally my brain would just be tick, 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 tick. And I'd just be thinking and I couldn't. And I was like, what's wrong? So what I've done is I journaled before bed and it's just my time where I dump all my thoughts. I, I literally just sit there and everything that comes into my head or yeah. that I'm thinking about the next day, I dump it onto the paper and then I read my book and I put on my meditation and I'm out like a light switch. Whereas if I don't do any of that, I'm going into overdrive, overthinking, um so like journaling has massive benefits as well oh 100 percent, yeah definitely that's what i would say it all depends on your kind of work-life routine so if you're up ridiculously early in the morning then you're probably going to be a bit too tired maybe at night to do it but if you're up at a reasonable hour and kind of like your morning routine you don't need to introduce something there or you prefer to sleep in in the morning then introduce it at night i think it's so personal and it's some people might want to do it during their lunch break that might be there if you have a long lunch break that might be the ideal time to do it you can kind of relax sit out have your coffee whatever where yeah it's so different for everyone so definitely yeah. if you can rise open do it at night <laughs> <laughs> yeah so journaling is definitely something i'd recommend to anyone and even like it doesn't even have to be that long even if you're dry- writing down what you're grateful for or even just a few things that you like about yourself as in there really is like um there's no boundaries and it's like you know to infinity what you can write about when you journal um so also, I suppose, on that, is there, do you have like any favourite books that you've read that you'd like to recommend? Oh, gosh, you'll be here a while. That <laughs> <laughs> one's, well, I, I'm sure you've probably heard so many, and even from listening to your other podcasts, people are repeating a lot of the same books, which does, is it, it's not, I know it can be annoying for people listening, but it just is a sign of how good those books are. You've got like your Power of Now, your New Earth, those Eckhart Tolle books. Um, mindset by Carol Dweck that's quite a good one if you find yourself as a negative person because it means you're like your fixed mindset if you're like no I've failed nothing's changing that's a great one that's in that way and um, the magic of thinking big if you're kind of worried about taking a leap in life in business and different things in relationships that's quite a good one uh, 12 rules for life so that's Jordan Peterson he is a controversial person some people like him some people don't I really like him I have to say even if you don't read the book Jordan Peterson I look him up on YouTube he's just blunt and I think that's why he gets a lot of guff because he says yeah about uh, 70% of life is actually suffering and it's a bit <laughs> we get a lot of crap thrown at us but I just think that's so true and he's like it's about finding people it's finding the little things to get you through life and make it happy as happy as it can be which is you know the truth of it all and as you mentioned Mark Manson I'm trying to think I don't like saying awaken the giant within with Tony Robbins in a sense that I would never want someone who's starting out reading maybe to start with that one just because it's very large and the font is very small it's a great great book but sometimes people I feel they read awaken the giant and they think they've got it all figured out just it's just one, like tony robbins is only one man it's not a big you know yeah you have to dip and dive between lots of different ones and uh, lastly i would say eat that frog by brian tracy brian tracy is really cool as well very motivational and brilliant there's endless books endless oh endless. there's endless i'm just like whenever i go on to book depository to order my new book um every time I'm like oh there's so many I want to order like how do I just choose one (laughs) so uh Shona like me uh you made the move to Dubai so I suppose was there any particular reason as to why you decided to move a man (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was joking no half a man for love no (laughs) Uh, so I was at home I'd been teaching in the same school in Cavan for three years 
And I kind of had started noticing that I was probably like 24 going on 84. Now I am an introvert, so don't get me wrong. It's not like I was like, I need to go and go wild because that's never my intention. But I did find I was spending my Friday nights watching the Late Late with Mommy and Daddy. So I like, something needs to happen here, you know, and I love them, but I needed to go. Yeah. I did something had to change and I was really looking to to meet like-minded people and and just make still make new friends and make the most of my 20s really because I knew I said if I don't go soon I'll never go somewhere um and my boyfriend at the time he had got before before we got together he had tried to go the year before to Dubai so it had been in his mind um he didn't go lucky for him <laughs> and, <laughs> I joke. No, but then we met and then he came out. So of course there was that incentive then. Yep. He liked it and I had come out here on holiday to see him a few times and I really liked it. And I said, yeah, I'm going to take the leap. And I'm so, so happy that I did because I feel like, you know, you meet so many lovely, lovely people mm. and you just make memories and it's nice. It's uh, like, of course, and I'm sure you agree. When you're from Ireland, there's a certain pride that comes with being from Ireland. And we all absolutely love it. And there's such a sense of home here. But there's nothing wrong with wanting to get out too for a year or two, you know, to see the world and make friends. It's just, you know, you realise how much you love home when you leave too. But it's good. It's good to have the balance. We're very lucky that we can go home and Ireland's, you know, that kind of place that we, we're never too far away. Yeah, that's so true. And I think, because um, I was actually saying it to someone that... Um, like every morning I've woken up in Dubai, I'm just always in a good mood. And I'm always like, what am I, what, what's the downtown? And it's like, I think it's the weather. Because um, you're waking up every day is a beautiful day. And like, you're just able to go out and be so productive. It's bright early. It's, you know, um, and it's so warm and everything. Whereas compared to home, I think it does get hard when you're just looking out every day and it's raining and you're, you know, you're stuck inside. And I think that's definitely it's another benefit. Think, so the way it's so warm out here at the moment. So yeah, it's not like they're yeah, it's in the heat all the time because it's crazy heat. But I do think daylight, just mm. daylight, even if you're inside, because we noticed that during lockdown, we yep. were trapped in the apartment. But but looking out at a sun and and opening your curtains to sun, mm. that makes such a difference. And I, geez, I hope I'm not making anyone now listen feel like I know <laughs> they're probably yeah. like shut. They're probably like but, shut up. <laughs> Take your vitamin D. <laughs> That's the thing because I got I actually got my blood done before I was coming out to Dubai and I was like, oh, you're low on vitamin D. Um, so now because and even like <laughs> problem solved. And even like I tend to suffer from acne and stuff, and that's completely cleared up now with the heat. So there's been many benefits um to living out here. So I suppose I want to say um a massive congratulations on your new workshop uh with Becca Gillen. Um, so I suppose that's absolutely amazing. So I suppose uh, maybe to just tell us a small bit about the part you're going to play in the workshop and future plans for Show, show Me Your Mind. Yes, thank you so, so much. I was flabbergasted. I honestly was like this. So it, it started with Becca just get reaching out to me and I thought, I think she's got the wrong person. I do <laughs> imposter syndrome. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> You know what I mean. I'm only some yoke yeah. man, you know. But no, I and and you know what? It's something funny that I've been reading about a week before that. And I remember chatting to David and say we were saying that like that's such a sign of a good leader and a good business head mm -hmm. to kind of say, listen, I want to reach out to others. And I know you had Orla Swan on the, the health one. She's doing mm -hmm. a workshop as well with her. And she it's just so nice of Becca to give other people an opportunity to speak about what their passions are and what their knowledge is on. So 
commendment to her. But yeah, it's on brain health. And for people doing her Build, Shred, Grow program at the moment, they're receiving a workshop every week from somebody different. So one week it might be about the menstrual cycle. Next week it might be about gut health, for example, or something else. So one week it's going to be me. <laughs> and uh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, on brain health. And I go through a few different things. So like neuroplasticity, which is basically like your elastic brain, growing new pathways, etc. And hmm. uh, I do go through the gut brain health connection, emotional intelligence, managing our emotions and recognizing them. And then visualization. So just the, the power of visualization for the brain. So really exciting. And anyone who isn't on that program does not need to worry because I think they're all going to be available afterwards anyway. So Amazing. And for anyone who wants to look up uh, Shona's Instagram, so she spells it. So it's at S-H-E-O, me, show me your mindset for anyone who wants more information. Um, and I'll also tag the details in this as well so people know where to find you. Um, so yeah, Shona, thank you so much for coming on again. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank you so, so much for having me. Great, great chat. Thanks a million. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Come Here To Me podcast. Lots of more exciting and inspiring guests to come this year, so keep an eye on all my social media channels.